It is Wednesday, November 22nd, 2023. Happy day before Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving Eve video series by investigative J6 journalists shows that police and government agents sprayed crowd with rubber bullets, explosive munitions, and sound grenades without warning, firing upon peaceful protesters. It is important to get the TikTok and the timeline of this crime. And who are the people that committed the crime on the date of January 6th? That is the question. America First Legal sues Department of Justice for failing to require Hunter Biden to register as a foreign agent, which of course he is. And ALX joins the show to talk about Elon Musk drama. My name is Benny Johnson, and this is The Benny Show. Tomorrow, you shall cook turkey. Maybe you're brining your turkey right now, depending on the way that you cook a turkey, depending on the way that you cook your meat. Got to tell you, my family is going to be making prime rib, which is one of our traditions. We'll have turkey too, but I make this big, giant, juicy prime rib for Thanksgiving. And we like having our red meat in the Johnson family. You must have protein to get strong. You must have protein to fight the communists. And that is why I like my Moink box. Moink is the company that delivers fresh meat directly to my door, raised right here in America. Raised by American farmers, and this food is delicious. Grass-fed, grass-finished beef, lamb, pasteurized pork, chicken, and sustainable wild-caught Alaskan salmon. Nothing tastes better than Moink Bacon, baby. I make it for my family on the weekends. It is delicious. Keep America farming by signing up today at moinkbox.com slash Benny right now, and listeners get free. Ground beef for a year. It is delicious. You make hamburgers with it. And so I don't know if they ship out full turkeys. I don't think so. But I got to tell you, you don't want to cook a full turkey every single day of the year. Maybe just tomorrow. Again, let me know what your favorite Thanksgiving food is in the comment section. But I got to tell you, for my year, for my protein, I go to Moink. M-O-I-N-K box.com slash Benny. Moink box.com slash Benny. Free ground beef for a year. Here's the beef, ladies and gentlemen, is beef that I have when it comes to January 6th. When you catch someone in one lie, when you catch them in a single lie, even if that lie seems small and inconsequential, well, if you'll small, lie about the small things, then you'll lie about everything. And so we've seen the lies add up with January 6th. Now I've been the first person to say, don't hit cops, don't fight cops. Yeah, if you're a hooligan and you while out and you punch a cop, well, you deserve to catch a case, baby. I don't care what you're wearing. But I'll tell you this, that the vast majority, the vast preponderance of evidence about January 6th shows that this was a peaceful protest. That it was a peaceful protest where a lot of people, and there were hundreds of thousands of people there on the mall to listen to Donald Trump say, march peacefully and patriotically to the Capitol. Where there was, by the way, a permit in order to hold another rally. In fact, the weekend before in Washington, D.C., patriots had done the exact same thing. There was a peaceful protest. I like, like there, there's tons of footage of it. Peaceful protest, people walking up and down the streets, patriots, some very well-known patriots. They are talking, speaking, whatever, right? January 6th was the one that Donald Trump spoke at, and Donald Trump said march peacefully. And 99.99% of people did. Again, punch cops, go to jail. Okay, fine, fine, fine. But we've covered a couple of things here. A couple of demonstrable lies that have been uh, exposed by this program. For instance, last week we covered how an Antifa member, a BLM activist, a radical, real insurrectionist, a left-wing insurrectionist, was LARPing as a MAGA supporter wearing a MAGA cap and a Donald Trump t-shirt, and he's on camera saying, I'm going to infiltrate this march in order to cause problems. Now, he just caught a case last week, seven federal charges for this person named John Sullivan, a known Antifa BLM activist. Now, why is that the lie? The lie is one, this person is not a member of MAGA, nor is he a Trump supporter. He was there to cause problems that day. And two, the FBI said there is no evidence that Antifa has integrated into this rally. But that's not true because the federal government actually charged this man. And again, he was found guilty on seven charges just last week. And so there's a one of many, many, many lies. Everything, in fact, that you've heard about January 6th was a lie. 
And you're starting to make you wonder, like, how did the crowd of peaceful, patriotic Americans who love police officers, who love their military, most of them are veterans, a lot of them are, first responders, decent average Americans who are who were right, rightfully upset at the way the 2020 election was conducted, rightfully upset. How did those people get instigated into entering the United States Capitol? Now, I got to speak from experience here, right? There's something, you know, in, in, in data science, there's outliers. And an outlier is a piece of data that typically is wiped off the map. You know, so there's a collection of data and all your bullet points are right down here inside of this X, Y axis. And there's one little nodule way up here, almost off the chart, right? And in, scientifically, you're, that's, an, that's an outlier. That's such an extreme aberrant outlier that we don't even count it against the data. That's what you do in data science because it'll, it'll actually corrupt the rest of the data because it's way up here and it doesn't, it doesn't trend with anything. Something must've been off. Something must've been wrong there. So here's my data. As somebody who's been a conservative my entire life, raised in a Republican family from the Republican state of Iowa, been to 100,000 conservative marches, events, or rallies. When I was raised in a political family, gone to presidential politicking and George W. Bush and Dick Cheney. I met Dick Cheney at the airport when I was a little, when I was a little kid. Right. Oh, man, I wish I could take that back. Anyway, what I'm saying here is that I have seen what there is to be seen when it comes to the activism front in Republican politics. And nary once in my life have I seen Republicans act criminally. Never. I've never seen it. And so there's this weird outlier on January 6th where it's like, wait a second. Why were peep some people acting the fool? Why was there? with hundreds of thousands of political rallies that are conservative in nature, why are they, and working with Turning Point USA, right? And I am attending these rallies. And so Turning Point USA, they put on events with 10,000 people in these huge arenas, right? For professional sports teams. But I don't see a single person behaving criminally. Never, never, hundreds of thousands. So what happened with this one rally? What happened in this one place where there's this one piece of data that's way up here, this big outlier? People behaved criminally on January 6th. Well, now we're starting to get a little better picture as to why. Why would a crowd that was peacefully gathered at the Capitol after the gates had been cut down and after breach teams had gone and infiltrated the Capitol, and the crowd was sort of standing in front of the United States Capitol. Most people got there late, had no idea that there were barricades or barriers or anything like that up. Those had already come down before Donald Trump was done speaking. It is so important to get that timeline correct. The initial breach of the United States Capitol happened before Trump was finished speaking at the ellipse, which is like two miles away. Why do we spend so much time on this? Because it's really important, actually. If you catch them in one lie, well, what else are they lying about? Well, they lied about the instigation of the crowd. And the official narrative is that everyone came to January 6th, every Republican came to January 6th, every Trump voter went to January 6th with the intention of storming the Capitol. We know that to be demonstrably false. In fact, the only man that said we must storm the Capitol was roundly booed by the January 6th crowd. His name was Ray Epps. People called him a fed on camera. We have him on camera saying storm the Capitol. That was, that's the only piece of evidence that exists of a person stating that that was their goal. No one else had that as their goal. So how did it happen? And what's the timeline? Well, ladies and gentlemen, there were police officers that we now know that were standing above the crowd on January 6th that was gathered in front of the Capitol. Again, there were permits legal permits for a protest at the Capitol, right? You get a permit in DC, DC city government signs off on it. You can go protest. The crowd is standing there. And for reasons utterly unbeknownst to any of us with orders given by, we're not sure, police and uniformed members of the police begin to fire on that crowd. Now there is proof, says the Gateway Pundit. Video series by investigative J6 journalists show police and government agents spray January 6th crowd with rubber bullets, explosive munitions, sound grenades without warning. Really? 
Let's watch. About chemical munitions. I need the left and lethal team position above me to start deploying. Launch, launch, launch. Uh, well, that looks like you are trying to incentivize something. You're not going to incentivize those people to be happy. You're not going to incentivize those people to be glad that you just fired upon them. That's not going to make them a a better, that, that, that's not going to, when, when you're, fight or flight response, right, psychologically, when somebody is shooting at you, and you're getting hit with an explosive munition, that's going to make you angry. You're going to want to fight. And that is precisely what happened. You can see here more grenades fired into the crowd by the police officers. Here's what it looked like from the crowd. Why would you do that? Doesn't make any sense unless you're trying to instigate something. I grew up in the country. Maybe you did too. Most Americans did. Did you ever come across a wasp nest? Did you ever come across a beehive? I'm sure you did. Beehive is still a beehive if you bury it, right? You know, you know, Kamala Harris, gypsy curse. If you come across a wasp nest, the chances of the wasps which are just existing, bothering you is slim to none. If you jab it with a stick, it is almost 100% chance that those wasps will begin to sting you and will come after you. We'll get quite angry. Watch this next video and tell me if this is not the law enforcement equivalent of sticking a giant hot stick into a wasp's nest. up here, near 43 on the north side of I-3. Very large crowd coming down I-3. 51, I need you here, please. How is that even going to be effective crowd control? Like, what do you think that's going to do? Now, were these cops part of some grand scheme or some grand plant? They, they were following orders, right? So who's giving the orders? Who was saying the way we get this crowd back is not to talk and reason with them, not to create a police line and simply push them back, but to fire upon them, to wound them. There are some clips we can't play you because they're really bloody. These munitions are not harmless. They like, tore off part of a guy's face. Of course, we can't play that video for you. And so this is really important. Like, what are you doing? You are stabbing the stick into the wasp's nest. These wasps have the potential to really get angry. You should probably not irritate them or try and attack them, hurt them, and potentially kill them. Which, of course, as a reminder, the only people that died on January 6th were Janu unarmed January 6th protesters. Now, uh, this is an opinion coming from me a man who does not have a law enforcement background. I do not have a crowd control background. I've never been part of riot police. So why don't we have a listen to the words of police officers that day, including police officers that are complaining that they're firing on innocent people. Watch. Nothing's gonna help. The wind is that us? Yeah. No. <laughs> we're fucked. Right. The wind's at us. You get hit with a lot of pain compliance when you hit innocent people. And not only that, we're taking out one, and ten of them are getting angrier. It's, it's, it's we're multiplying them by hitting them. Oh, that's interesting. Well, listen to that cop, who clearly has training in this. Right? Very expensive, very lucrative training from our federal government on crowd control, riot control. We're hitting innocent people. We're hitting one of them and it's making 10 of them angrier. The wasp nest analogy and metaphor. 
perfectly playing out here. This, ladies and gentlemen, is precisely what you don't want to happen during an event like this. During an event like this, you wish to create simply a boundary of place, a line with which you cannot cross, and you eventually disperse the crowd. The crowd gets upset, they yell and they chant, and then they go away. Now, what's interesting is I've seen this happen time and time again with left-wing protests across Washington, D.C. As somebody who reported from Washington, D.C. and who lived in Washington, D.C. for a decade plus, uh, I was at every left-wing protest that there was. I saw left-wingers behave criminally and violently. And what do the cops do? They effectively, they put up a barrier and they just wait them out. That's how it works. Put up the barrier and wait them out. Of course, none of this would ever happen if Nancy Pelosi had accepted Donald Trump's generous offer of 20,000 National Guard troops. At the very at the very least, 10,000, between 10,000 and 20,000 National Guard troops. Of course, nothing would have happened. You would have just effectively had a lockdown around the perimeter of the Capitol. That's what Donald Trump wanted, which by definition means Donald Trump couldn't have led an insurrection because one, this isn't the definition of an insurrection. Two, Donald Trump was the one trying to prevent it. Only Nancy Pelosi with her little claw hand saying, I've been waiting for this, trespassing at the Capitol. But how do you get people to trespass? Well, you have to piss them off. You have to create a movement where people begin to storm the Capitol building. And then what happened when they stormed the Capitol building? What happened when you piss people off enough to enter the Capitol building? Well, the cops opened the doors for them. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, you can see here in this newly unearthed, and thank you, Mike Johnson, Speaker Mike Johnson, newly unearthed footage, you can see the cops opening the doors for what is supposedly a insurrection, an armed insurrection. One, there has never been any weapons found by any media or investigative organization for the January 6th crowd. Nobody brought, for instance, a firearm into the Capitol. The only people who were murdered inside of the Capitol were unarmed Trump supporters. And now you can see here the police officers who do have firearms leading, I don't know, they certainly are walking with the crowd and opening the doors. That's empirical. It's what happens. You're allowed to believe what you see with your eyes. What's next? You're allowed to believe that these, these police officers, after instigating the crowd to come into the Capitol building, were fist bumping the crowd. We have that on, on camera here. You can see one member of the insurrection being uncuffed by the cops here and then fist bumping the cops, thanking him. What is the explanation for this? Well, one, this is either an undercover agent of the government, and we know that this crowd was crawling with them, that assisted in instigating all of this, or two, the cops just didn't see this man as a threat and he peacefully left. We don't know. We don't know the guy. But those seem to be the two only logical conclusions. What do we have here? Ladies and gentlemen. Here we have another man. This is brand new footage. We're probably the first show to ever play this. Where a dude is just chatting up with one of the Capitol Police officers who shakes his hand. This is, of course, the angry insurrectionist, which insurrection by definition is supposed to be a violent takeover. There you go. Watch this. There you go. What up, bro? This is supposed to be the violent insurrectionist that is there to overthrow the government. By the way, the definition of an insurrection is you are armed. So just by definition, this is not an insurrection. This man is then clapping the hand of the police officers. Check it out one more time. Newly released footage. First time anyone's ever seen this. Been popping around on social media, playing it on our show. These people walked peacefully down the hallways. They walked peacefully through the corridors. They were not there to insurrect. And the way to get them inside of the building, which of course was the crime, right? That's what the vast majority of people have been charged with. Obstruction of an official proceeding and uh, trespassing the U.S. Capitol. So this is what these people will all be charged, you know, have been charged with, right? The vast majority of them. 
Well, how do you do that? You have to actually get them to do those things. To catch that case, you have to get them to walk into the Capitol building. And many people wiser than me who have studied this more than I have, have said that is what those munitions fired into the crowd did, ladies and gentlemen. You can see here the doors. You can see how the people, of course, the violent insurrection peacefully walked out of the Capitol building when asked to. Now, we played you the body cam footage of Jacob Chansley doing exactly that in the United States Senate. Jacob Chansley walking out of the building when asked by the police officers and then thanking the cops. I'm starting to see a trend here. The vast majority of J6ers peacefully walking out of a building they're supposed to insurrect? No. Does the left do that? No. No. I, you've seen what happens when leftists get a hold of a building that they deem is their problem. They burn it to the ground. They burn it to ashes. They'll burn entire cities to the ground if they feel like it. Have you ever seen a leftist peacefully just walk out of a door when asked to by the cops? Nope. I can show you images of leftist insurrection in Washington, D.C. from last week. Far more violent than this. And then, of course, the selfies, ladies and gentlemen. You can see people just kind of wandering around, taking photos. Have you ever seen a left winger, like, enter a building they were trying to burn down, and first thing they did was, like, wave an American flag and take some photos? You ever seen that? That looked familiar to you? Police just walking them out. Police just walking them out. Hey, pal, have a good time. Thank you for visiting the United States Capitol and respecting the velvet ropes. Uh, please walk out. See that cop right there in his uh, police vest? Thanking everyone. Say, uh, okay, have a good one. See ya. Bye, guys. Visiting hours are over. So what else do we have to augment and to support the idea that this crowd was instigated? Well, we actually have undercover body cam footage where you can hear the un the undercover agents who were LARPing as MAGA supporters, wearing MAGA hats, right, trying to fit into the crowd. We have the footage of these guys telling the crowd to behave criminally. Remember, the, cr the crime was entering the building, trespassing on Capitol grounds, or and obstructing an official proceeding. Watch. Drain the swamp. Drain the swamp. Drain the swamp. Go, go. Let's go. Go. Let's... Help him up. Help him up. Help him up. Hold on, wait. Push him wait. up. Push him up. So better yet, we have footage of one of those undercover cops that has now been authenticated, that has broken just overnight of one of the undercover cops saying that he goes undercover in Antifa rallies as well. So this is obviously a unit that was there in order to infiltrate these style marches, potentially to agitate these style marches. And this man is on camera admitting it. Here's more body cam footage of the feds in the audience or the, I mean, I don't even know if this guy's a fed. He's an undercover agent of some organization saying he's there to instigate. Talking directly about how he does this with Antifa too. Watch. Well, we go undercover as Antifa in a crowd. So, can you put that back in? We go undercover as Antifa in the crowd. You see, guys, badge jangling around his neck. So, what are you left to assume then about January sixth? Well, you are left to, at the very least, assume that you've been lied to, and that, of course, this was not a spontaneous. Uh, demonstration that got violent. This was something that someone planned ahead of time. This was something that was created to fail. This was a system that was created to fail. And again, as we have stated in the past, you can never know, and we certainly hope that there is a January 6th Truth and Reconciliation Committee that gets established by Republicans in Congress so that we can ask further questions but there was one person who's caught on camera directly before January 6th saying the, old, the sole intention of their purpose in Washington, D.C. was to storm the Capitol. 
There is only a single piece of footage that exists in all the world. And if there was more, I will gladly show it to you. I admit when I am wrong. This is it. Ray Epps in newly unearthed footage saying, I am here. We are here to storm the Capitol. We're not here to fight. We're here to storm the Capitol. Echoing the narrative that was used by the media, the storming of the Capitol narrative that was used ad nauseum in the days after. Watch. Maybe it's because you're my neighbor. <laughs> then he leaned in and whispered something he apparently did not want to say out loud. We're not here to fight, man. We're here to... I'm not kidding. We're here to storm the Capitol. Hell yeah. All right. Have a, have a good night. Be safe. Be safe, brother. That one moment changed what we knew about Ray Epps that night when he whispered storm the Capitol before it had happened and echoed the official narrative before it was broadcast across the nation. ...of supporters of President Trump stormed the U.S. Capitol building. Thousands storming the Capitol. This mob that stormed the Capitol. Stormed the Capitol. And stormed the Capitol. Stormed the Capitol. Stormed the U.S. Capitol building. Stormed the United States Capitol. He ran it through forensic software that technical investigators use for analyzing audio and video to make sure we heard correctly and it had not been altered. We're here to storm the Capitol. Hell yeah. All right. Have a, have a good night. Be safe. And search through hours of footage, countless news stories, Epps's FBI case documents, and his deposition before the January 6th committee to see if it had been discussed. With the exception of one writer we found on Substack, it hadn't. So, those are questions. Those are questions. Who gave the order to fire on the peaceful protesters? Who gave the order? I mean, a lot of these cops, you're just, you know, it's Nuremberg defense, right? You're just following orders. Somebody has to give the order. We know that Stephen Sun, the Capitol Hill uh, chief of police, the guy in charge of everything, said on that date, I called Nancy Pelosi's office a dozen times in order to get reinforcements to stop these people from entering the Capitol building. I called her office because she's the only sole person with authority to issue uh, a call for National Guard or for federal assistance or whatever. You know, you're Speaker of the House, you're in charge, right? Maybe it shouldn't be that way, but that's the way it is. Stephen Sun said, he has said over and over and over again, I called, there is demonstrable evidence. I have the logs. I called Nancy Pelosi's office for 80 minutes while that crowd continued to be agitated and continued to be incensed and moved up towards the Capitol. Nancy Pelosi's office never picked up until they broke into the Capitol building. Then I finally got her to pick up the phone, her office to pick up the phone. They just left them on red. They just left them out to dry. Curious, indeed. Why would they do that? Why indeed, ladies and gentlemen? I have one more clip to play for you uh, about an interesting narrative that's being now facilitated by, uh, via um, Clay Higgins, one of our favorite in Congress. But first, if you don't want your phone calls to not be picked up, if you don't want to call again and again and again and have no service, then you should consider using Patriot Mobile. Patriot Mobile is the cell phone service that we use on this program. It takes us everywhere. We travel across the country using Patriot Mobile and making sure that we are connected. We are also making sure that we fund companies that believe in our values, freedom of speech being, of course, the first and ultimate value of this company. Patriot Mobile aligns with those values. They are a spectacular Christian conservative wireless provider, and they are available on all three major networks, and you can use them without funding the left. Go to patriotmobile.com slash Benny, call 972-PATRIOT and get free activation when you use the offer code Benny. Make the switch today. Patriotmobile.com slash Benny. One man has been asking questions about January 6th to the FBI director in Congress. His name is Clay Higgins. He's a member from Louisiana, and he asked about ghost buses. And we've seen some very, very interesting reporting on the number of federal agents in the crowd that day, how they got there, and who was running them. The reactions by the FBI to questions like this 
are very, very important. Watch. Are you familiar with, with you know what a ghost vehicle is? Director, director of the FBI certainly should. You know what a ghost bus is? A ghost bus? Ghost bus. I'm not sure I've used that term before. Okay. Well, it's pretty common in, in law enforcement. It's a, it's a vehicle that's that's used for secret purposes. It's painted over. These two buses in the middle here, they were the first to arrive at Union Station on January 6th, 0500. I have all this evidence. I'm showing you a tip of this iceberg. Mr. Chairman. These two buses Mr. Chairman. painted completely white. Point of order. Point of order. Sure. Just run over the time. I understand, but you'll recall that Ms. Jackson Lee's been allowed to go two minutes before. Now recognize Mr. May Ray. I close this, this statement? Uh, Mr. No, no I, I, think, I think your time is expired. This is a very significant hearing, Mr. Chairman, and these buses are nefarious in nature and were filled with FBI informants dressed as Trump supporters. You, and you deployed onto our capital on January 6th. Yeah. Major, your day is major, coming, major Mr. Ray. Mr. Uh, Higgins, I now recognize... Your day is coming, Mr. Ray, says Clay Higgins. What does Clay Higgins know? Clay Higgins has a long law enforcement background and legal background. Clay Higgins, of course, from the state of Louisiana, law enforcement officer himself. I think he smells a rat. And Christopher Ray being incapable or unable or unwilling to answer these questions tells you everything. When you catch them lying about one thing, what else are they lying about? Everything is the answer to that. Everything. Somebody who's been all smiles when it comes to the release of these tapes, these new January 6 tapes, because, of course, the truth shall set you free, is Donald Trump, who met with Mike Johnson. We got the exclusive photo yesterday uh, first, and you can see Donald Trump looking quite happy with the Speaker of the House who released all of the January 6th tapes. Now, once again, these releases are ongoing. It's 40,000 hours worth of footage. So it's going to take a while to get through everything, but Donald Trump seems incredibly pleased. This was from an event at Mar-a-Lago uh, one day ago where Donald Trump talked to strategy uh, with Speaker Johnson and a number of key lawmakers at about 2024. Not invited to this event, Talk strategy is uh, was RNC chairwoman Ronna McRomney, who seems dead set on doing everything that she possibly can to tank our chances in 2024. Ronna McRomney, we very much look forward to Donald Trump calling for your resignation. She he all but did it this week, which is amazing how you can just knock over one little domino and see them all start to fall. Ronna McRomney, a known loser and somebody who quite frankly, is doing nothing to secure our elections against people who are deeply and utterly nefarious and people who wish for the destruction of this nation, the Biden regime and the DOJ that operates as a criminal enterprise under Joe Biden. America First Legal, our friends at America First Legal, are suing the Biden Department of Justice for failing to require Hunter Biden to register as a foreign agent. Hunter Biden was obviously a foreign agent. Foreign agent laws are quite clear cut. If you're getting paid by a foreign government, in order to lobby the United States government, which, of course, Hunter Biden did, then you're a foreign agent. That's just how it works. If you get a dollar from Dublin, Ireland, and you take that dollar to go and talk to a senator about how he should invest in Dublin, Ireland, you are a foreign agent. It doesn't make you illegal. You don't go to prison, but you have to register. And that registration is public so that people know who's paying you. So that there's transparency. This truth shall set you free. So obviously, Hunter Biden was one of those things. America First Legal announced a lawsuit against the Department of Justice, Attorney Merrick Garland, over their failure to require Hunter Biden to register as a foreign agent. As Breitbart News reported, China Energy Company, the company that the Bidens were trying to sell all of our oil to because China doesn't have really any natural oil resources, so they were effectively trying to weaken our nation while making China's military stronger – Paid Hunter Biden a $1 million legal retainer and $3.8 million in consulting fees to do what exactly? To do what? To lobby our government. That's what. We have the messages. Two months later, Hunter Biden told whistleblower Tony Bobulinski that he did not want to register as a foreign agent on behalf of China Oil. In addition, Hunter Biden sat on the board of Burisma Holdings, the Ukrainian energy company in which he earned $83,000 a month. During that relationship, Hunter Biden was possibly involved in phone calls between Vice President Joe Biden and Ukrainian President Petro Poroshenko. We have some of the audio of those calls. 
A National Archives email shows Poroshenko was the Ukrainian politician that fired the prosecutor for Burisma and then called Joe Biden to brag about it. And Joe Biden said, good, we have the tapes. We've literally played them for you on the show. Federal law makes it clear that no person shall act as an agent of a foreign principal unless they have filed with the attorney general a true and complete registration settlement that files applicable supplements, none which occurred during the Obama administration. Last week, the Justice Department indicted the missing Biden family whistleblower, Gail Luft, for failing to register as a foreign agent. So they're indicting everyone around the Bidens for doing this, just not Hunter Biden. The House Judiciary is now continuing their subpoenas of the Hunter Biden uh, greater criminal network, the Joe Biden crime family, as Joe Biden is at the top of it. Hunter Biden is just a dumb muscle family member, Michael Co- uh, Fredo Colioni, right, from The Godfather. He's just stupid, the stupid kid who gets shoved the dumb projects. The House Committee Judiciary subpoenaed top prosecutors in special counsel David Weiss's Biden probe on Tuesday. You will recall that U.S. Attorney Leslie Wolf is the person who acted as Joe Biden's interference inside of the probe, a criminal probe into his son and family. The reason why is, of course, if you are able to get his son, if you're able to catch a case on Hunter Biden, well, then that leads directly to Joe Biden. And these people have no moral principles. And so Hunter Biden would absolutely cut a deal where he would testify against his father. For sure. Yeah. House Republican Chairman Jim Jordan sent a letter to U.S. Assistant Attorney Leslie Wolf Tuesday notifying her that she is required to come before the committee for a deposition. According to the letter, Jordan said the committee was seeking Wolf's testimony because of her critical role in the Hunter Biden investigation to help advance the committee ongoing impeachment inquiry into President Joe Biden. As part of its investigation, the committee has determined that it requires your testimony because you have firsthand knowledge of the department's criminal inquiry into Hunter Biden, where they effectively let Hunter Biden off for free. This is, of course, all leading up to one thing. Nobody cares about the drug addict kid. Hunter Biden is going to spend the rest of his life uh, broke and in debt and destroyed. And he's done a great job of destroying, of course, any possible scintilla of goodwill that his father built up. Uh, And he's a pariah. Nobody cares about him. Obviously, if you follow his social postings or if you read what he has to say uh, on his person, and follow what he does to individuals, particularly women and women who work for him, then you'll see that he's just like a complete and total demonic degenerate. Nobody cares about you, man. There's plenty of those in the world. You're just a Nepo baby. We care about Joe Biden and impeaching Joe Biden for these crimes. Hunter Biden is the key to these crimes. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the mounting evidence against Hunter Biden for the impeachment of his father. Watch. I understand. Look, we don't have the FBI. We don't have the DOJ. The House is doing the investigation. So it's taken a while. Right. But are we there yet? Oh, yes, I think you are. In the Burisma scheme alone, Joe Biden admitted on camera that he used his influence to get the prosecutor who was moving to shut down the company Burisma fired at the same time his son was pocketing millions of dollars from that company to get his dad to do it. It's actually in an email. You know, under the federal bribery statute, you know, Judge, as you well know, that's a crime. A public official using his office to confer a benefit in exchange for money to his family doesn't have to go to him. To another person or entity is still a felony. And bribery, of course, is a stated ground for impeachment in the Constitution. So Greg Jarrett is so unbelievably based on Fox News and... He is stating what we have said many times on this show, which is everyone thinks high crimes and misdemeanors is what you impeach a president for. But that's not what our founders thought. Our founders said in Article 2, Section 4 of the Constitution, that it is bribery that you impeach a president for. It is treason that you impeach a president for. And you have both in the next story. Here we go. Hunter Biden lashed out at business magnate for ignoring him after he secured meetings with his father. That's bribery and treason. Hunter Biden admonished a Mexican business magnate for ignoring him after he set up multiple meetings with Joe Biden. That was the, those are the goods. The goods are you get to go meet with the vice president. Can you meet with the vice president? Would you even want to meet with Kamala Harris? I would be hitting the cringe alert button like the entire meeting. Rap horn. 
It would be really fun to do a cringe alert to Kamala's face. But hey, let me tell you what. This is what bribery is. Access to power. Access to the corridors of power. And this is what they were selling. You can meet with my dad. You can meet with the vice president. You get to have this meeting because you pay me. Hunter Biden emailed Miguel Magnani, grandson of former Mexican president and former CEO of a Mexican tech company, on February 2016, expressing his displeasure with Magnani for ignoring him. The pair dined together in Mexico shortly thereafter, and Hunter Biden berated Magnani, apparently causing the Mexican businessman to leave the restaurant through the bathroom, the Washington Post reported. I've looked at your fam, what your family has done and want to follow in that tradition, as you have always say you will help. But I haven't heard from you since I got you a meeting for Carlos and your dad, a meeting with Joe Biden. We have been ta talking business and business deals and partnerships for seven years, and I really appreciate you letting me stay at your resort villa, but I have brought every single person you have ever asked me to bring to the effing White House and the vice president's house and the inauguration, and then you go completely silent. This is the bribery. Hunter Biden just vomited it out. I don't know what it is, but I'd like to know why I've delivered every single thing you've ever asked for, and you make me feel like I've done something to offend you, he concluded, and the email archives shows. The contents of Hunter Biden's laptop archive have been verified by the Daily Caller News Foundation, the New York Times, the Washington Post, and news organizations. The FBI verified the laptop contents as early as November 2019, IRS whistleblower Gary Schlafly says. Hunter Biden, Joe Biden, Magnani, and business associates uh, met together in New uh, D.C., according to New York, and they have photos from that meeting. So, I mean, hard to fake those. So, ladies and gentlemen, uh, exactly when do we move forward with impeachment? Because the this is bribery. And an important note, legally, Joe Biden does not have to be the direct recipient of the money. Where's Joe Biden? They've essentially thrown Hunter Biden under the bus, right? So they, they've no, nobody defends Hunter Biden. So they're like, where's the evidence of Joe Biden? This is the evidence. Joe Biden doesn't have to receive the cash. The evidence is plain and in front of us. Stephen Miller, arguably the smartest person in the Trump administration, really looking forward to having this guy back in charge, uh, lays out sort of the framework of where the impeachment goes from here. This guy's in the know. He lives in Washington, D.C. He works on Capitol Hill. Uh, trust Stephen Miller. Watch. Well, I think it's a exceptional idea and a necessary one. I am strongly, avowedly in favor of impeachment. The sooner the better, the more articles of impeachment, the better. As Donald Trump has said now, year after year, Republicans need to grow a spine. <laughs> if Republicans continue to get beaten up, harassed, harangued, silenced, blacklisted, canceled, prosecuted, driven out of every industry and every profession everywhere, and all they can muster in response is a press release, a statement an expression of disappointment. Republicans are doomed and the country is doomed. As Greg Jarrett said, they have Biden dead to rights on bribery, and they have him on many other crimes as well, not to mention his criminal, repeated, habitual violation of immigration laws and a conspiracy to commit human trafficking. All impeachable offenses at the from top to bottom. We need a national debate on Joe Biden's corruption. We need a trial in the Senate, and we need Republicans to get tough, to get smart, and to show the country that they have the same strength, the same resolve as the Democrats, that they care as much about saving the country as Democrats do about wrecking it. So, ladies and gentlemen, it is time for Republicans to fight. It is absolutely time. We've seen what happens when we believe that the culture wars are simply going to stay at a stalemate. There is no stalemate with Marxists. We're not dealing with your grandfather's Democrat Party. We're not dealing with like the union plumber, like an FDR anymore. That's gone. That has been raised to the ground, burnt and destroyed and plowed asunder. You're dealing with the Obama Marxist Democrat Party now. The people who view all power as the capacity and reason, the, the reason for power is to execute and in order to take more power. You use power to execute and gobble up more power. And that is precisely, of course, what is happening as they try and put Donald Trump in jail. 
That is precisely what is happening all around the country as they try and lock up innocent Americans, patriotic Americans, and well, lock you up. I mean, there's a crazy story out of New York this morning. Kathy Hochul, the governor of New York, who just got a ruling from a federal judge saying she has the right to quarantine people. This was struck down by a lower court. And then a federal court is with Obama, staffed with Obama appointees, Obama Marxists are saying, yes, absolutely. The government has a right to quarantine you whenever they want. Your body isn't yours. You're a slave, effectively. So that is the fight that we're in. People are waking up, though. I mean, obviously, the easiest thing to do in this business is to scream from the rooftops, right? I don't like this. And I don't like that. It's really good, though, to understand that the revenge tour is starting. South Carolina's largest city elects Republican mayor for the first time since 1877, last night. This city, Charleston, overwhelmingly voted for Biden in 2020. Charleston, South Carolina, the state's largest city, has elected state rep William Cogswell as the next city leader. Local media outlets called the race for Cogswell shortly after 10 p.m. Tuesday with 91 precincts reporting. This is the first time a Republican will be in charge of the city in 146 years. And you'll say, hey, Benny, like what does, you know, South Carolina is a Republican state. What does it say? What does it mean? Like, who cares? These things matter. Little tremors underneath the surface matter. And you're beginning to see them all across the globe. You saw it in Argentina when Argentinian Donald Trump won. And you're seeing them here in South Carolina as Republicans are winning in historic seats that have never been held by a Republican, not in your lifetime or mine or your grandparents' lifetime, a sense reconstruction effectively. And why is that? Well, thanks to Biden inflation and the horrible policies of Joe Biden, the cost of your family's Thanksgiving meal is still outrageously high. People are getting really upset at this. Unfortunately, the meal that you will put on your dinner table tomorrow will be astronomically more expensive than it was just a few years ago, and certainly under Donald Trump. The entire nation is souring on Joe Biden, even the pundits at CNN. Watch. What are voters saying about the job President Joe Biden has done as president? Jake, the country has soured on Joe Biden. There's just not another way to put it. According to our latest CNN poll conducted by SSRS, a national poll that uh, gives us this snapshot in time. Biden's approval rating is 39% in our poll, 61% disapprove of the job he's doing. Look at it by party. You see that even among his fellow Democrats, he's only at 77% approval in this poll. Only a third of independents approve of the job he's doing. And of course, as you might imagine, only 5% of Republicans. How are things going in the country today? Uh, badly, say nearly three quarters of respondents in this poll, 72%. Things are going badly in the country today. Only 28% say they're going well. Again, that astonishing number on whether or not Biden has the stamina and sharpness to serve effectively as president. Only 25% of poll respondents say that he does have the stamina. 74% say no. And I know you're a history buff like I am. And so look here on this chart of where Biden's modern day predecessors were in their approval rating at this point in their presidency. And Jake, you see Biden is down there between Donald Trump and Jimmy Carter. You may know that is down in the category of one term presidents. He clearly wants to turn that around and he's got a year to do so, Jake. He wants to turn it around clearly, says CNN as they weep and cry and salt, salty, salty CNN right before Thanksgiving. Who else is salty about Thanksgiving? Well, cringe Jean-Pierre, having seen those numbers, which are the most devastating numbers CNN has ever reported. And weirdly, CNN has been really harsh on Joe Biden, like as of late, leading of course to my, not because they're on the better side of the angels or truth, but to my assumption that they are engaging in a campaign to get him to stop running for president, right? 
maybe now's the time. Maybe the holidays are the time when they do the old switcheroo. They're gonna do the old switcheroo, I think. I, I think it's on, I, I am betting on it. I'm putting money on it. Christian Pierre, speaking of putting money on something, says that your Thanksgiving is cheap. That's right. Christian Pierre asked about the expense of inflation, Joe Biden's unbelievably out of control, reckless government spending, bankrupting, utterly bankrupting this nation. We're broke. The nation is broke. 40% of income taxes go to service the debt in the go to service simply the debt. The fees on our debt, not the debt itself, not the principal. So what does that mean? That means we have no money. So when Israel and Ukraine come begging hat in hand, we have nothing left. Christian Jean-Pierre says, shut up, you slaves, be happy with the gruel that you are given. Here's our nuclear cringe for the day. All right, this Thanksgiving, we have a lot to be thankful for. While inflation caused by the pandemic and Russia's war continues to be a challenge, we have seen important progress. Just in the time, just in time for holiday travel, gas prices are down $1.70 from their peak. Airline tickets are down 13% over the last year, and car rentals are down about 10%. And as we start preparing our Thanksgiving meals, grocery inflation is at its lowest level in over two years, with prices for eggs, milks, bacon, and fresh veggies lower than last year. In fact, According to the American Farm Bureau, the cost of a Thanksgiving dinner fell this year. Prices are down for turkey, stuffing, peas, cranberries, pie crust, and whipping cream. We had a big discussion about whipping cream in the back. I don't know what whipping cream is. I know whipped cream, but not whipping cream. Anyway. She's so funny. I, I'm really looking forward to her getting her own late night. She's going to replace Colbert. There's no doubt about it. She's going to replace Colbert. It's just going to be the really painful kind of laughing where you're like, where you're like cringing laughing as the person is delivering their monologue, as we do every time that cringe takes the stage and lies to us. Again, if you catch them in small lies, they're lying about big things. She says the cost of turkey is down. Well, that's interesting because the cost of turkey is up seven. Here, let's open the actual, let's open the actual tweet here from Mike Collins. Pot, toss it up here. Cost of turkey, turkey is up 7.2%. Cost of rolls is up 5%, cost of frozen vegetables up 10%, and the cost of frozen fruits is up 8%. That's not all. According to local news in Charlotte, the average for a 10-person Thanksgiving feast is close to $60, which is up 4% from last year's prices. What is happening here? Do you think that costs are up or down? Does your Thanksgiving meal cost more or less? CBS News says that these costs are, of course, going up. Kind of weird when CBS News is the one fact-checking the White House. Go. At the grocery store, shoppers continue to face stubborn inflation, too. While turkey prices dropped 16% since last year, thanks to fewer cases of avian flu and a higher supply of birds, many other Thanksgiving staples are more expensive again this year. Canned cranberries cost 60% more. Canned pumpkin prices have spiked 30%. And russet potatoes are up 14%. Yeah, they're high, but what are you going to do? Definitely more conscious about what we purchase. Maria Toubay is cooking for 10 this year. How are you feeling about your budget? It's super expensive and I'm sharing the cost with some of my siblings. Mm-hmm. Got it. So prices are totally down. Don't worry. Believe these people in the corporate media. Prices are totally down. Shut up. Accept your new rulers. Prices are down. Weirdly, this is breaking people. You always elect presidents based on your pocketbook. And a rapper named Cardi B has released a video saying that inflation is hurting her so badly that she will no longer be supporting Biden. Well, you get what you vote for. Put on a Trump hat. This is going to be the rule of the show. Put on a Trump hat and vote MAGA. There you go. You, th there's the solution. I don't feel bad for you until you put on a Trump hat and you vote MAGA. Watch. 
more. Because how is that a hundred million dollar budget cut in New York City for for um schools, library, uh police safety, and sanitation? Yeah, Joe Biden is talking about like, yeah, we could fund two wars. We could fund two wars. About we don't got it, but we got it. Like we're the greatest nation. No, the fuck we're not. We're going through some shit right now. Like say it, say it. We really going through. Uh, we, we we really 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 are right now. How are we gonna fund two wars? We can't afford food. How are we gonna do that? Says mega rich Cardi B. But of course, people who come from poverty, people who know what it's like to have no money, will never forget that. It's actually very important. It's really important. Something I'm going to remember in raising our, uh, you know, my, my kids, our kids. Like it's very important to know, to see zero in your bank account and to struggle in life. It's a good thing for young people. Ladies and gentlemen, I don't want you to see zero in your bank accounts, but they are clearly making our currency worth less this holiday season. You should invest. The way the wise men invested in precious metals, gold, for instance, I'm not talking frankincense, although nothing wrong with frankincense, gold. My friends at Allegiance Gold can help you out, invest in precious metals, make sure that you are beating inflation, that you are beating the forces that are out to destroy the dollar and destroy our currency with something that has never been destroyed, something that has never lost in value. Gold has with withstood the test of time and enormous economic forces and is, of course, highly coveted around the world as ever. Protect your savings and retirement with Allegiance Gold. Go to protectwithbenny.com today or call 844-66-BENNY. Get up to $5,000 in free silver with a qualifying purchase. Protect your future now with Allegiance Gold. Somebody who is uh, protecting our show all day, every day, and also protecting one of our last or only remaining free speech platforms is the great ALX, who is on to talk about the happenings at X. Okay, what's going on? What, like, what? First off, what's your favorite Thanksgiving food? What's your family tradition for Thanksgiving? Um, we all go to our grandmother's house. I have a big extended family and my personal tradition is i always get the drumstick so i always have that reserved for me um and then you know i guess it's kind of non-traditional but we always help have like a lamb roast as well because i'm a big lamb guy as well lamb is delicious yeah. alx used to work at a butcher, butcher shop okay when alx first started working together when i was recruiting alx he was working at a butcher shop that's true Tweeting. there's photographic evidence of that somewhere on the internet so, if you want to find it <laughs> take this man's take this man's recommendation. Is it leg of lamb or is it like a lamb roast? Yeah, boneless leg of lamb. Yep, boneless leg of lamb. Good. Bone and leg of lamb also delicious. One of the most delicious place things I've ever eaten in my life was like a a Greek lamb roast at this Greek church in Washington D.C. They roast the lamb for like twelve hours. So good. so good. It was so good. I ate sheep brains at that event too. It was, <laughs> that was gnarly. Those I do not recommend. Okay, so I don't so so I so I I wouldn't recommend messing with Elon Musk. People are trying to give us the update on what's happening. Yeah, so there's been a uh, busy week this week. Uh, so Elon is fi following that lawsuit, um, and then two state AGs in, in Texas and then Missouri are both in launching investigations um, into fraud by by Media Matters. The claims lay on the fact that Media Matters is misrepresenting a user's experience by manipulating um, the timeline, either by just following people and following the ads so that they're going to get that desired result. Or there's a new, uh, a new theory that perhaps they blocked or hid the tweets that they originally were served next to. And that's why, for example, I've talked with uh, an ex-employee who's uh, a new hire from um, NBC. He worked with NBC from, from Linda, um, and she brought him on the team. And they're seeing in their back end that the Apple ad was not served next to the ad that the uh, screenshot claims. So there's a theory that perhaps it was served next to a different post and that uh, Media Matters person was deleting the post so that it would appear that it was next to it. And that's why it's not showing up in the logs. Either that or they Photoshop the screenshots, which are both fraudulent. Um, there's a video as well um, that I, I quoted. I believe it's in the script. Um, 
that shows how they did that. Um, but yeah, there's multiple, you know, avenues that they're attacking media matters on. But it does seem like Media Matters itself has its own anti-Semitic problems. Multiple reporters or whatever they call themselves at Media Matters, their paid Democratic oppo firm funded by George Soros, anti-free speech activists. These people uh, are openly anti-Semitic. Multiple people who work at Media Matters are tweeting that effectively the state of Israel shouldn't exist. Uh, the founder of Media Matters is using deeply derogatory terms for Jewish people in headlines and so forth. Uh, it seems like seems like virtue signaling and projection. Yeah, exactly. And and that's the question you have to ask. Why are these advertisers taking their marching orders from people who, you know, hire people that say much worse um, yes. in reality on their own timelines rather than this manufactured narrative that they're, they're essentially trying to build up this boogeyman that doesn't exist because even if those ads were served, the data shows that the only impressions from those ads were the media matters journalists. So the only people seeing it are the people that are seeking those out. Um, and also on those posts, like a majority of the views and impressions on those posts were from the journalists themselves. So they're like creating this thing and like looking and seeking it out and giving it impressions. And they're the only ones looking at it. So like, I don't understand the issue and I don't understand why advertisers are taking them seriously when those are the types of posts that their employees put up publicly. Yeah, I mean, this is something in the scientific community is called confirmation bias, where the scientist just is paid by Pfizer to go find the result that Pfizer wants him to find, right? For example. And so the scientist is effective. So Media Matters is doing the exact same thing. And it's just journalism. And it seems like it's just activism to get rid of the largest free speech social media site that exists today. Yeah, for sure. And I want to uh, also like with the NFL, it's it's like bizarre land because like they've they've been like woke over the last couple of years. And um, amid all this pressure, they're they're staying on. Um, they have like an exclusive partnership um, with with X. So it's unbelievable actually like to see you know first of all the adl defending elon now and now like the nfl saying that they're defending x and elon like it's like bizarro world this past two weeks um and it's super weird to see you know everyone on different sides i guess right now um but but yeah it's you know it's long overdue that people go after media matters because they've been this has been their you know bread and butter for years is just destroying people's careers destroying companies that they think they can bully um and, and now like to see legal action actually being taken is refreshing it is thanksgiving eve what are you thankful for alx um i'm thankful for having my ex account back after a year it was a year anniversary a couple days ago uh, that's one of the greatest things i'm thankful for but Obviously, you know, working on the show every day, you know, er everything, like all of my opportunities. So ALX got his account back the same night that Donald Trump got his Correct. account back. It Correct. was yep. it was euphoria, actually, for yes. our team. Yes. I want to state while ALX is on here that we are thankful for this this audience. Like we have seen this show grow in leaps and bounds and we have put in the work and we have put our shoulder to the wheel and we're not perfect, but we're deeply appreciative for you, the Benny Brigade. We try and make the show fun. We have a lot of huge things planned that we are very, very excited about. And we have so many, so many reasons to be thankful for you, the audience, uh, but you keep us going and we're independent because of you. And we simply say thank you. We show up, uh, we work hard and it's a lot of long hours and we do it because we love you and we are thankful for this program. Alex is the executive producer of this show uh, and I felt like this would probably be the right time to say thanks. Like we, we, we do this for you. We do this with you. We're creating a community and this community is very, very powerful. It's wild to hear behind the scenes from the senators and the congressmen and the various uh, cultural influencers we talk with what they think about the Benny Brigade. Uh, by the way, if you wish to join the Benny Brigade, bennyjohnson.com slash brigade, you can help support our show and keep us independent. Uh, and of course, nothing would be better under a Christmas tree than your favorite patriotic keychain with the salty army on the back. Please join the Benny Brigade today if you wish to give us a uh, special Thanksgiving treat. 
ALX, final word to the audience? Uh, like you couldn't have said it better. Uh, I mean, thank you for everyone uh, for supporting us. I mean, it's it's been a hell of a year of being back on X. It's just, you know, I, I wouldn't have I wouldn't have dreamt that that it would happen. So, I mean, it's been a wild year. The show has been growing exponentially. So thankful for all of that. Yeah, we we appreciate you and we do this for you. We do this for you and for our nation that we all share together. We are populist, which means we defend our people and we defend uh, my people. When I think of my people, I think of this company and I think of this audience and I think of my own children and, and they're all together in this family. And so you're all invited to the cookout. Every one of you invited over for Thanksgiving. <laughs> this year, ALX will be the butcher. ALX will, for, yeah, ALX will bring the meat. Thank you, ALX. Uh, Godspeed. Happy Thanksgiving. Thank you. Happy Thanksgiving. We are thankful for you. Of course, Thanksgiving is a date where the first pilgrims who landed on this land gave thanks to their almighty savior, to their Lord and savior, Jesus Christ, for the providence of landing here and getting across the ocean safely. They were escaping religious persecution and they were here to found a new land on the principles of all men being free. And how can you be free? Well, by following your Lord and savior, Jesus Christ, the truth shall set you free sort of a totem of this show. First Thessalonians 5:16 is our truth of the day. Rejoice always, pray continually, give thanks in all circumstances for this is God's will for you in Jesus Christ. Ladies and gentlemen, go forth into Thanksgiving. We will be taking a break uh, for Thanksgiving Day, obviously, uh, and we hope that you spend it with you and yours and your beautiful families. We hope that you appreciate this, the greatest country on God's green earth, as we fight to save this place and give thanks to almighty God. We give thanks. Happy Thanksgiving. It's your boy, Benny. See ya.